it's just what it is that you bring to the table and you know we're all so unique in our own ways and we all provide something different and my journey with working with a brand would be different than somebody else would because my values and beliefs are are different and I stand differently than a lot of other people would and my voice is used in a different way than people would expect me to and that's where I really try and break the barriers down is just because you view me as this person doesn't mean that I am what you think I am. I am me, I know who I am and I know who I show up as when I'm stepping into these spaces and having these opportunities and these meetings with brands because, or with people or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Um, It's just understanding that expectations lead to disappointment and sometimes you've just got to keep doing the work and you've got to stay consistent Um, because if you don't stay consistent, if you don't keep trying and keep pushing, um, not to say with one person in particular, but just in general, your idea might not be for that person. It might be for somebody else. It might be, there might be an opportunity down the line where it actually works and it's actually better than you could have ever imagined. Definitely. Hello and welcome to the Hustle Over Everything podcast. This is the podcast where we receive stories, tips, and tactics from entrepreneurs who have done it. I'm Alex. And I'm Owen. And today we have a treat for you. You know, usually I say we have a treat, but today we have a treat treat for you. Extra treat, extra sweet. Today we have Dante Kali in the building. He is one of the most prolific dancers to come out of the city, to come out of the nation. And I'm excited to have him on the show. I'm gonna tr- attempt, I'm gonna attempt throwing down his resume real quick for you guys. Dante is a creative communicator and dancer with global impact. He's been featured on music videos with Doja Cat, Ariana Grande, Holly Bailey. He's clapping with Will Smith, Tiffany Haddish. But most of all, he's created positive impact with a lot of people. And I'm really excited to talk to him today. You know, I don't want to skip over this part right here. He's been reposted by Beyonce and Tracy Ellis Ross. In other words, put some respect on his name. Put some respect on my name. Dante, what's poppin', bro? How you doing? Wow. That was such a sweet intro. Aw, thanks, Alex. We're doing good. I can't complain. My pleasure. Dante, like when you hear those illustrious names, man, like what goes through your mind like as uh, as you hear it again? You know, for me, I am just so grateful for every single person that I come across in this ride, in this journey. I think um, everybody that I've met has given me a tool to be a better me and to show up as a better me and Mm -hmm. not be afraid of being my authentic self. So I'm just so grateful and blessed and grateful to even like chat with you guys today. So thank you for hanging in and checking everything out too. (laughs) Most definitely. We got to. So, you know, the way this is going to go is first we're going to talk about your early life and then get into some of the business behind the dancing. So to start things off, where in Toronto are you from? I am from Scarborough. I was born and raised in Scarborough. GGGs. Yeah, so that's yeah. one thing, you know, when you first met that we related on. We're both from Scarborough. Um, Scars, man. What has been your experience growing up in Scarborough, you know, versus your experience growing up in Toronto or, or overall experience? People, people are often surprised um, when I tell them where I'm from. They don't really expect me to be living in Scarborough. They usually expect me to be living downtown in the city or just anywhere else but there. But I don't see any other place that I would want to call home besides Scarborough. It's made me who I am. I've found my closest groups of people um, in that area. And yeah, it's just been an interesting ride. You know, I think for me, growing up as this person who is different and isn't who you typically expect to be um, like this, um, I think I've definitely made people rethink a lot of things and I felt a lot of projected, um, I felt just a lot of projections from a lot of people Mm -hmm. about ideas of me versus people actually getting to know me, um, especially 
with my identity, which is none of anybody's business, but people love to paint that picture of you and look down upon that. So I'm really trying to just do me, be me, and show some other kids out here that they can do that too. Something interesting that I really want to get your opinion. People are surprised yeah. that you are from Scarborough. Like, why is, what is it that they're surprised about that doesn't make you feel like, doesn't make you a Scarborough man? I'm curious to know. That's the thing, is that I wouldn't be a person that people would typically hang out with to begin with. Um, mm -hmm. I was a kid that was very, to myself, I was protecting myself a lot of the time because I couldn't be myself when I was younger um, around people that you should. You should be able to express yourself 100% as a kid. Mm -hmm. And for me, for the things that I loved and enjoyed doing, it didn't equate to what a typical boy or guy should be doing i didn't play ball i didn't play a lot of sports in high school um didn't play a lot of sports sports through middle, middle school or elementary so it really set me apart from having a lot of friends until i got older um but it's just been a unique experience for sure but i'm still from toronto that's mm -hmm. how we roll Nah, that you touched on a, on a really interesting point because growing up, that's something that I recognize myself as well, and sometimes it was a detriment to me because I was naturally a nerdy guy, but because I was big, people would expect me to play sports, you right. know. And there's expectation of us, you know, we're all black men here, to be active in sports, you know. And to this, like, oh, even Owen always gets on me because I'm like, I rarely watch sports. You know, I really watch basketball, uh, soccer. Yeah. I'll, I'll dabble, but I'm like, you Me know, too. I know who. I'll dabble. Alex is I'll a highlight dabble. guy. He's just a highlight. So yeah, I put on the highlights that he's interested. But I'm like, yo, you're going to sit down and watch the match like like days in a row. It's like, nah, like, nah that ain't him. Nah, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you both have like the physique, man. Dante, like you're like like when we met at the at the event, you're like six three, right. six six four Shout around there, Alex. Exactly right, Alex. You're like a like you know bulky guy. Like you could play football. You could be in some type of sport, you know. So like there's that stigma. And then Alex, I know you and I relate on this. Like when we open our mouths and we talk, people <clears throat> say we sound like we don't sound black. You know, like this is like a, a stigma. Yeah. I I got Dante. You know, like I grew up in Sarnia, right? Sarnia, Ontario only few black families in the in the city and uh right. i was expected to be a certain type of guy like because i was the only black guy in school like oh you talk pretty white for a, a white guy oh like you don't dress like this so i, I had like this identity clash for a bit i, I don't think all of us can yeah. relate to it in some sort of level right you know yeah, it's that idea where yeah i am speaking the way that i speak because it's just who i am doesn't need to come with anything we don't need to be put into a box or categorized i think the, it's just getting old and I think the stigmas around who we are and what blackness should look like, what a black man should be um, it's really getting broken down and we are really seeing more people show up as themselves which I'm proud of I feel like a lot more black men are doing hopefully doing a lot more work than we have seen in the past and has been caused from generations and generations of trauma but we're on our road to healing and it isn't easy but and and that's what we need guys yeah. like you you know in the media i was thinking the other day because i was watching insecure and i was like man why do i relate to lawrence so much and the re the reason why is because he lawrence, lawrence hive, hive, hive. <laughs> lawrence hive <laughs> you watch insecure i'm lawrence hive too of course man i just didn't watch the season you wanted me to watch because you know they take so long to drop seasons i lose interest what am i, I gonna do with that. this guy Dante, you watch it, watching Sakir? Alex, listen, I am the worst with TV. I haven't caught up on anything right now. I'm kind of just waiting, holding off so I can give it a little bit of a moment to build up so I have some things to kind of binge through, but... Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the character, it. correct? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. But the, the point I was trying to make is like... I was wondering, why am I... like? Why does... Not just me, but a lot of guys relate to this. And it's like the first time... We've really seen yeah. a guy on screen, a black guy on street, on screen that's not violent, that's just being him, you know, and going through his actual human mm -hmm. experience, you know, struggling, trying to find love, just trying to grow. And I was like, that's really it. And it's another show on HBO that's not similar, but it's the same type of vibe. And I was like, damn, I've never really seen it. And that's really one of the, the catalysts of this is like we never really see 
guys in the media being themselves, you know, whether they be, you know, um, into whatever it is, whether they're into dance, whether they're into art, whether they're into cartooning, you know, there's so much like layers to black men that don't really get shared, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate, but let's circle back to you, man, you know, cause I want to get back into your story. When did you first start dancing? Because actually, let me take a step back. What's the dancing scene in Scarborough like? See, that's the thing is I went to one dance class when I was young. I beg, It's actually a crazy funny story. Mm-hmm. I was like eight years old. And after years of doing it in my bedroom and being to myself, I begged my mom. I was like, can I please go to a dance class? And she finally took me. So, you know, when your mom is taking you. She's taking you. So she took and what age are I'm you like at eight. this point? Yeah. Eight, eight, okay. So gotcha. I get to this dance studio at Kennedy and I like 10. It's like right beside a tanning salon. I get inside and immediately that love and joy that I have for this thing is like totally stripped away. Like as soon as I walk through the door, get inside. My mom's like, you're doing this. We're here. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Go in, go into the studio, and it's me and five other girls, all white girls, all in a black leotard, pink stockings, just sitting on the other end of the room. And I come to the room, and I'm sitting on the opposite end. And immediately, I knew that I was excluded. I knew I didn't belong. I knew that it wasn't for me. Um, And yeah, that experience being in that classroom was the reason why I'm doing what it is that I'm doing now for sure and just really challenging myself to learn and to grow um it wasn't until I got older and went into high school and auditioned for um, musical theater at Wexford Collegiate School for the Performing Arts that I found my love for performing and found my love for um just performance arts in general whether that was singing dancing and acting um so that kind of just propelled me into the journey that I'm kind of in now, which is pretty, been pretty crazy, but I'm just really, really grateful for the tri- the trials and tribulations as well, just to mm-hmm. buffer out of all of those things that didn't serve me. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy how like a, an experience at such a young age can shape like the decisions that you make totally. later in life. And during that class, uh, what did you do? Like, how long were you in that class? How did you navigate it? What did you do to make yourself comfortable to start growing to be like, this is actually what I want to continue doing and pursuing? Because when you experience such a thing like that, you're like, I don't really want to do this. I don't really want to yeah. quit. What made you persist during that time at such a young age and uh, feel comfortable doing it even further? I think for me, dance is my strength. The dance is who I am and it's just a state of mind. I feel like it's my why it's the reason why I'm here and the reason why I want to share what it is that I want to share because it's my voice it's a language and I didn't want to suppress it anymore it wasn't something that I could just keep to myself it was something that I loved sharing with other people and we feel that too when we go to the bar we go hang out with our friends and the music is good music is a catalyst for a lot of things for a lot of creative endeavors and experiences so it's just wild to have just stopped then and there. That was the only class that I had and really utilized mm-hmm. the internet to teach myself and challenge myself. I had a PC at home, luckily with my mom, and I would just be constantly YouTubing how to do a pirouette, how to do a jeté, how to do a backbend, all of the things that I shouldn't be doing by myself without some supervision for sure. I definitely injured myself. Um, But yeah, I think it was, it's always been something that I knew that I would never be perfect at and I never will, but it's something that I love and that's something that no one can take away from me, so. Hold on, so I I gotta pause you. So you started dancing at eight and you had that like traumatic experience because that sucks. And then you kind of pause if I'm not mistaken, and then you at 16, you after Googling and YouTubing and dancing at home, you are in like a play and then you bust out there. Is that, is that what you're telling me? I mean, I've been dancing since I was in a diaper, and that's something that my family has always said. I was always moving and grooving. Mm-hmm. Um, eight was a time where I 
started seeing dance in the media and started seeing dance, what dance classes looked like through TV shows. And I thought those things were so awesome, like watching Disney and watching That's So Raven and all of that stuff where you would see these musical breakdowns or dance breakdowns. That was something that I always wanted to be a part of. You just saw that passion and that love from people that were in those spaces. And they were like, this is a, like, you just can see it. You can feel it. And that was something that I always wanted to feel. And that dance class, when I went to it for the first and the last time, it was definitely a pivotal shift for how I saw dance and what dance meant for me. I wasn't going to be cookie cutter. I wasn't going to be able to point my toe like in perfect. In the, break, you know, break like, when you that wasn't that. something that I was yeah. striving for. What I strived for was sharing space with people that love this thing that I love too. And that energy is just something that you can't replicate. It's just joy, you know? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Man, yeah. when you were saying that, you know what popped into my head? You got served. Because yeah. that was a moment in time when, like, everybody and their mama wanted to dance. Everybody. You know what I'm How she moved, everybody, step man. up, all of these, like, monumental movies that really show the impact that movement has on people and what it has on human connection and making people people feel included and involved and validated um, regardless of who they are or what they look like. Um, it's always something that you can just do and be. Um, it's not something that you have to read a book for. You know what I mean? It's just facts. being you. Yeah. Most definitely. Let me tell you, when You Got Served came out and Step Up came out, Bruh, I it was thought over. I Mario. <laughs> I, listen, listen. <laughs> like, they were school, like reruns Brooklyn, everything. Right. <laughs> 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 nah, I was going crazy. Yo, nah, I definitely feel you on that, man. No, man. All right, man. So, sure. so talk to me now, right? You, you yeah. solidify that dancing is the thing you want to do. Was there a bust out moment? Because, like, you know, you, you're studying at home and you're, like, you know, manifesting all these skills within yourself was there a moment where you're just like mm-hmm. you, know, you know what I'm going for it. and you started dancing at a specific thing at a specific event and then it just went crazy and you're like this is me this is me yeah. now well the beautiful thing about my high school experience and going to a performing arts school was that's what it that's what my training was I it was a professional mm-hmm. school we performed at in show choir we performed at like numerous events um singing and performing for mass groups of people. So that was my mm-hmm. opportunity to develop skills and develop the confidence and stage confidence to want to pursue that and know that I'm not going to have it all figured out. It's And I'm not going to be great all the time. It's just being consistent and practicing and making that permanent within you. So, yeah, I've, I've always loved being a part of performances with people and just yeah it's it's kind of just led me to where we are now Mm -hmm. and just being able to express myself Mm -hmm. even within my four walls or outside of my four walls i just love being able to have Mm -hmm. the internet as an outlet to express that and what was the breaking point like led you to be like dante collie like what was that first initial thing that led you towards the path that got you here in terms of being recognized as a dancer like across these projects and across these different collaborations you've done what was the first entry point into that i think the first entry point into that was me just being myself and it kind of just started Mm -hmm. from being at the bar i only started going out when i was like 20 so even though you go out when you're 19. I didn't really start hitting that's the like, scene. I mean, that's the time you start yeah. going out, right? Like, 20. I just started hitting the scene, and the music was so good, but everybody was so stush, and I would never understood why no one was moving. No one would move. Everybody's just preying and watching each other, but I would always want to be the person to dance, and nothing could stop me, especially having a few drinks. You didn't care. You're like, I'm doing this Yeah, regardless. I'm just going to have fun, and... Well, we're coming outside it. to have a good time, yeah. so like, let's have a good time. You know what I mean? So 
but Dante, it depends where you're for going. Sure. Like, where are you going? That you know, like I'm sure I can imagine the scenes you're probably hitting up. Like, I can guess, but I want to confirm. Like, where are you going? That people are still well, like where this, I was that you had to start the party in, in like my twenties, and I had no idea what the nightlife in the city was like. I was just ex- starting to explore it for the first time. So, I hit the club scene, and that's an immediate red flag. You know, the King Street. Facts club scene being black first being a man and then being who you are and dressing the way that you dress and being unapologetically you it's too much for people and it's too bad because there's so much opportunity to make people feel good and feel like they can actually enjoy their time and feel safe and secure versus feeling insecure and feeling like they don't really know who's around them they don't really know how people are going to react to how they express themselves or whatever that may be so that's where my first red flag was and knew that i was never going to go back there again but going back onto king street and being more immersed with people like-minded as well as myself um that was kind of a pathway to just keep doing that stuff and that's where it started to initiate i started to build really valuable connections with people just by sharing space with them and i think that's what made me feel like i could do what it is that i do now is just having that just support from people in the city and support from people that i saw value in as well and every again like i said from the beginning like every every single person that i come in contact with on this ride, I, I learned something new about myself and I think that's the main goal and the main objective is to try and be the best version of yourself. No, I completely agree. Being the best version of yourself is super important. Um, and also, I completely agree with the the club scene in Toronto. It's atrocious, you know. It's um, disturbing. Uh, yo, you can't even talk, bro. You don't even go out that well, much, man. Well, listen, it's the panini, you know what I'm saying? But like before <laughs> that... You know, before the panini, um, when it, me and my girl used to go out, and even before my girl used to go out, I was out here dancing. You know what I'm saying? And it would be a Dude. weird thing because, and what it would happen too is that there'd be people who would dance a little bit in like the like one corner, and then there'd be everybody else who's just like stush on their phones, Scott, you know, yeah. girls doing the mm, yeah. in, in the camera. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, I don't know why you guys left your house. Like, why? You know. Facts. Yeah, just to be around people. And yeah, that's something I completely relate to, you know, especially being like, me and her are both, both Jamaican. So we're out, you're out and we're dancing, we're moving, you know what I'm saying? People looking at us like, yeah. well, y'all really be dancing. What's going on here? Dancing, dancing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But uh, no, 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 I totally agree with you. And let's talk about, you know, the, the trajectory now, because now you start posting videos online after the, this bar time now, right? So. Yeah. Um, walk me through what's going on in terms of the trajectory of building. Like, what was the first few videos like? Were you having like a bad reaction for the first few ones? That's how it usually goes. Usually, the first few ones is uh, I don't know. You know, when you start, when you first started it's posting, they're like, oh, what do you, oh, that little, little podcast, you know. Uh, I know it must have been the same thing for you. Like, what was that experience like? You know, when you first started going, getting active. Well, for me, Instagram was just that space Bef- what it is now is totally different than what it started off as for me mm-hmm. um, and I think when I started using Instagram it was the for you page that TikTok is now it was really awesome to connect with people mm-hmm. from all over that were doing really cool things and just being cool and being who they are and for me sharing myself on the internet I felt like I could I felt like I could do that without needing or searching for validation from anyone because that's not what I was yearning for. My main goal in this life is if I could just at least make one person smile, that's all that I could ask for. Um, Because I know how dark the internet can be and I've seen it and I've been in it and I've been immersed in it. Um, But the, the content came as I continued to evolve and change and it is something that was super uncomfortable you know you go from posting one certain way to exploring another creative way of 
expressing yourself to another and you're constantly evolving and I didn't want to be held down held down to a niche I didn't want to be held down to this one specific type of thing um until it did happen and I am so proud that I've been able to make that art and that it's been able to help people in the way that it has and has had an impact on people's personal lives and I've seen it and know um especially till today I think that the craziest thing though is to see how quick and easy it can be to find people that are just looking for what it is that you're looking for and that's just been the coolest thing I think about this this whole journey is just seeing people that see you no that's very real because growing up in our town you know there isn't that many people that see you for who you are so Mm -hmm. there is a feeling of like I have this whole person inside, this whole energy inside me, and I can't really share it with my immediate circle. I can't really share it with everybody around me. So when you start posting online, it's like, wow, I'm finally seen and recognized for that person that nobody sees around me because, you know, this is where we can act on, you know? It's it's a huge difference. And it still happens. Like, it's still, like, an outlet, right? It's, like, I know for me, what I post online, I'm not going to be able to kind of do that in the 3D as much as I would like to, but it's just a kind of an extension of me and just for fun, you know? That's how it kind of should be. No, most definitely. When did it become a business? You know, because you know, now we're about halfway in and, you know, I guess we can start shifting to more of the, the business aspect of it. Cool. When yeah. was the shift of, all right, this is getting a lot of traction, I'm getting a lot of visibility, Brands are reaching out. They're starting to talk to you. You know, at first off, have you ever had a brand horror story or, you know, uh, something that was unfavor, unfavorably to you? If that's a word. I don't think I'm making that up. But. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happens. You know, there's definitely pros and cons to different partnerships and projects that you do, but that just is a part of life. Nothing is, you know, it's just, it doesn't work out the way all the time, but for me, I loved being a part of brands that saw value in who I was and being able to build from the ground up and revolutionize from within. And I think that's what my main objective was, was we didn't really have the opportunity to be in these spaces and to make impact. And I just wanted to try my best to plant seeds in every partnership that I had to provide a stepping stone for somebody else to take space and take up space and share their story as well through storytelling and just digital media. Um, but the business aspect definitely was a smooth transition. It was something that I was already doing. And I think influencing has become something that has evolved into something that it wasn't before. Um, but when I started and People also act like influencing has just been like a year thing. Like it just happened over the pandemic. It's been a thing that's been going on for over a decade. Um, And I've been working towards this my entire journey and my entire life um, by practicing and doing the work and studying and rehearsing all of that stuff. And that's, what I wanted to do with my platform was be able to create opportunities for the things that I wanted to do and th- thought that I wasn't able to go- going to be able to do in this life. So mm-hmm. it has to be a two-way street as well No, nah. between you and the brand. You said that like you, you had a trajectory and a dream to like work towards this point. But like when you're younger, you know, technology isn't as prominent as it, as it is right. right now. So what was that dream when you looked at it back then? And how did that change as, as you got to this point? I think now? it was like, you know, when you get home after school and you're watching like the Much Music Top 10, you see the new music videos for the week. I just yeah. remember watching like whether it was Britney Spears or Destiny's Child and seeing these choreography breakdowns and being that's something that I want to do. That's something that looks really cool. And I was always wanting to do the work. And when I was able to get into those spaces and do that, I 
it just felt so surreal because I was like, whoa, this is different than what I expected, but it's better than what I imagined because it's with people that are really about this and really are for this. And that motivated me to keep going and to continue. Yeah. You mentioned that uh, you started switching up like your content to really evolve as like you grow. Um, What was that like one piece of content that like we all have that one episode, that one piece of art that legit just resonated with everyone. If you can look back at your archive now, like what was that one thing that you dropped that resonated with everyone that just got everyone's attention and, you know, encouraged you to do more of that type of content to create more engagement? Yeah, I think the big shift was in 2019 um i had posted a new year's um dance video with graphics that i made and just a message from my heart like really just wanted to encourage just kept it real everybody to do what it is that they wanted to do this year like you could do this like don't let people think that make you think that you can't um and that just was always ingrained in me and I was doing that before in different ways through my channel. Um, but creating it in the way that I did, um, was definitely a shift that allowed me to continue to explore creating digitally and knowing that the sky's the limit and that you can really make anything out of nothing. So that was always, the possibilities are endless and it's just, I've always wanted to use my imagination and, turn my world into the world that I want to be immersed in, if that makes sense. Yo, yeah, we didn't even touch on, like, your graphic skills, you know, (laughs) because the way it looks sometimes when when you might look at it and be like, oh, you know, he danced and sent this off to some guy on Fiverr and got these graphics (laughs) done, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of people don't realize, you know, you're there, what what program are you in? You know, you're out there creating these graphics yourself, you know, diving in head first. Talk us through that experience and and growing there because you don't just make good graphics off top, you know what I'm saying? It's a process to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what my Instagram journey is about. And if people are curious, like, it's all there and... I never want to get rid of it because even though sometimes I look back and I cringe a little bit, I'm like, ooh, this is not the best editing that I've ever done, but it's something to be proud of. It was a practice run and it made people smile. Um, But the Adobe Suite has been my saving grace. It's been my way to make my world and make my art. Um, And it's taken a lot of practice. It's, and it's, taken years of practice I've been doing this for like 10 years um and there's still so much more to learn and I'm using it in my own unique way and doing it the way that I feel suits best for my workflow and work style but yeah it's it's been fun and it is fun and I just yeah can't get enough of it I enjoy it and that's what it should be about you should be enjoying what you do especially if you're creating content yeah what you just described there, Dante, is like what mastery is all about, right? Like you work your whole life in, in silence behind the doors. Nobody even knows you're working. You're just putting in work and you come out one day and like you drop out some things. Like, I, I didn't know you're this talented. I didn't know that you're this good. But they don't know like this has been years into what you've been doing for so, so yeah. long. So I could, like I really got to tip my hat off to you because you for what you've been doing and like the work that you know you having the success that you're having right now it's not by accident because it's from like when you're young and you're using that compound effect to really achieve the things that you're achieving right now so it's just like a residual of the stuff you've been doing that has just reached this level of maturity that people are recognizing it for now like they're giving Uh, your flowers i appreciate you you so much it's just important to protect your seeds and make sure that you're nurturing and watering it. Like you are your own, you, um, you know what you need and this is your life. Nobody else can live it for you. And for me, I never wanted people to throw shade on the plants that I was trying to grow because I needed to make them grow as strong as they needed to be with my protection. Um, so that's why it's also challenging sometimes being a creator in this time because everyone is, living with curiosity and is curious about what you're up to and what you're doing but sometimes you have to like 
dumb it down a little bit because you can't really speak on what it is that you are trying to accomplish because they're dreams. They are things that you're trying to manifest and bring alive and bring to life. So it's just taking your time and pacing yourself and you really see the genuine support and I really am appreciative of you guys for just writing this out with me too. Yeah, of course. course. Um, So with dancing and creating a lot of these animations and then getting all of these deals, because listen, we ain't nowhere close to your size and we get deal flow. Like right now, we got someone in our email we're like, listen, don't answer her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so how do you balance that yourself? You know, I noticed that you do have a team. You know, um, man, shout out, shout out to Diana. You know what I'm saying? Um, P1M has been my saving grace, and they are the best team that I could have ever asked for. Um, they are the realest. They are down to earth, um, forward thinkers. Just people that you want to be immersed around, you know, and it's really nice to have people that will fight for you. And that's what's the most important thing is people that you're dealing with, especially with your business and the things that you want to make, have people that value enough to fight for what's right. And that's what it should be about. Did they, did they recruit you or did you go seek? So crazy story. They actually represented my mom for like over 10 years. Um, my mom is a, a manicurist wow. um, in Toronto. Um, and yeah, that I've had a relationship with them since I was young. And when the tables turned and I got the opportunities to do a few of these things um, in the beginning of this transition, they were there and it just seemed like a really smooth transition into everything um but yeah that's a blessing you know Such that's a, a real blessing yeah. um no nah, shout out to your mom because i know you mentioned in the previous um interview that your mom was an entrepreneur you know she runs her own her own shop mm-hmm. um how did that impact you because you're an entrepreneur as well you know seeing her work the in day and day out how did that impact you growing up well the special thing about my mom is and i I'm so inspired by her because she's been able to build not even a business, a community of people that value her and value coming into the shop and having that experience together because she really values her clientele and really values the people that are in her life that support her. And for me growing up and seeing how hard she was working and the people that respected her for who she was and just her exerting love always and wanting to be supportive and about anybody's creative endeavors was something that I always wanted to like amplify as well through what I did um, because she made me feel like I could do what it is that I'm doing today too and we're doing this together and just evolving together but that's beautiful, man. Thank you. It's beautiful to see. Um, getting into like some of your campaigns you've done, we're really interested in learning more about the GoDaddy campaign that you really uh, yeah. were a part of. Uh, it's one of uh, the ones that you know you're more you're, you're very visible right. in it. And you know a lot of entrepreneurs are content creators and they're building their profiles like they're you know they're creating content. And uh, we're curious to get to know more about like the business side of it, like the the nitty gritties of it, like. What people don't see because you can have 10k followers and but to navigate that process to understand like you know what value can you create for the brand and what value can they create for you those are you know like the the two things that a lot of people don't know about like so walk us through that journey of like getting like a brandy like godaddy you know who are the people you talk to what are some campaign specifics how do they measure success right. of you working with them uh, paint us that business picture that goes on into you collaborating with the brand. Yeah, well, first, you've got to be able to really resonate with a brand. And for me, GoDaddy was the first platform that I used to buy DanteCali.com when I was 14 and wanting to explore what the internet had to offer and create my own website and 
just be creative with HTML and see what things I can make in that way um, because I've always been passionate about digital media. But in terms of the actual partnership itself, I think for me, partnering with them, it was really special to see how they were seeing creators and see how they wanted to provide a platform for creators to accelerate and grow their online presence, their business, and be able to connect with people and project um, and propel brands and products in positive ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, a website is your online identity and it's a way for, it's your online resume and it's a way for you to um, just have a visual of a bit of your brain, but also a lot of what you stand in front of and what stands behind you. Um, but yeah, I mean, the actual partnership was two years. It was probably the best opportunities I could have ever signed up on. Um, they were so supportive of the journey and actually creating some more opportunities for newer creators to step in and be a part of the GoDaddy team and the family as well was super awesome to kind of just break the doors down for. Um, It's rare to see somebody, especially what it is that I'm doing, be recognized in the way that that brand saw me and saw what I was capable of doing and helping them with. So that was a blessing for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the opportunity around those partnerships though is that you have to remember that you have to read your contracts and make sure that your contracts are are clear nothing went wrong with the campaign but just in general when you're working through contracts with brands it's really imperative that you know what you're signing away on and know that you need to figure out exactly what it is that your needs are right off the break from the job um, unless you're going to really fall into a bit of a rabbit hole. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Got you. That's interesting. Because we wanted to get into contracts as well, eh, Alex? Like, we really wanted to learn more about, you know, what, what goes into it. So, like, what are some things that um, you are looking for, like, in a standard creator contract that's, you know, business to business, if you're delivering goods, that's different. But, like, when you're producing, what are you looking for that you have to make sure is there? Do they own, right. do you get to own the content as well? Like, I, I, is it like a licensing play? Like, what is it that you're doing that you are making sure that's in that type of It is paper? usage. It's exclusivity. It's um, self-expression. It's all of these things that you have to make sure that you are solidifying through here and know that this a brand can't go and take your property and use it in a way to profit off of after our partnership, if that makes sense. There's so many elements that go into it and we could talk about the, the contract side for a while because that, again, is a side that we don't really talk about much at all. Um, but it's just important to even have somebody and have a team read over um, your stuff before you sign on the, on the solid line because you just don't know and you just want to be protected. You just want to protect yourself and make sure that you are secure. And you don't want to be working with anybody that you don't feel secure with anyways, but it's just an extra layer of protection um, on the legal side of things because people can sometimes confuse niceness with naiveness. And just because I am kind and compassionate, it doesn't mean that you can walk past boundaries that I've set up and push them down or try and, you know, there's just things that you have to watch out for, but yeah. Listen, I get you. I can't <laughs> take you for idiot. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? All right. So yeah, let's, let's, let's get a little deeper here. So we want to provide value for the audience. So some of the things I've been researching, you know, I've been in courses and, you know, working with a lot of creative friends and really been in the the back working because we're getting those those things on our doors now you know right. some of the things that have come up is perpetuity you know that's a big one 
Um, has that ever come across your desk? Or someone's totally. like, yeah, let's use this content in perpetuity. And you're like, uh, cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, um, you have to so, be careful about those things, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, um, perpetuity is just saying, hey, you can use it forever. Right? And, and that's, that's not just, the case. Exactly. That's not the case. <laughs> exactly. And I've seen that come up um, continuously. Shout out to Mario and um, uh, his platform. Mario Armstrong. And one thing I want to highlight, you know, is being on offense or defense. Do you find yourself approaching brands now, especially during this time? Or are you more so on defense, just assessing what comes in because, you know, you're more on the defense side of it? What's been your experience like? Um, For me, I'm definitely stepping more into the offensive side and really just going in that direction. The opportunities that I've had in the past were very reactive, which was amazing. And it was so awesome to be able to have people that saw something in me and wanted to create something together and collaborate because that for me was what I wanted to do at the time and was a way for me to amplify my message through various platforms of people and things in in different creative ways. Um, So that definitely was my... MO, but I think, yeah, it just, yeah. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. Um, so with that in mind, and we won't talk about numbers, but we'll talk about like the process, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what have you noticed as a thing to really help when it comes to um, approaching brands and closing, you know, cause a lot of us, man, we've been, we've gotten a lot of really good meetings and all right, cool. We're in the discovery call, you yeah. know, and we're, we're getting the yep. ball rolling. And then su- suddenly it just flutters through your vanishes. fingers. It feels like sand just, you know, going through your fingers. So what are some of the things, you know, that's helped you along the way to getting to close. Is it just the management team behind you? Is it you saying, all right, I figured out that I need to say these specific things. What has helped you along that way? Mm -hmm. Well, it's just what it is that you bring to the table. And, you know, we're all so unique in our own ways and we all provide something different. And my journey with working with a brand would be different than somebody else would because my values and beliefs are are different and I stand differently than a lot of other people would and my voice is used in a different way than people would expect me to and that's where I really try and break the barriers down is just because you view me as this person doesn't mean that I am what you think I am. I am me, I know who I am and I know who I show up as when I'm stepping into these spaces and having these opportunities and these meetings with brands because, or with people or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. um, It's just understanding that expectations lead to disappointment. And sometimes you just got to keep doing the work and you got to stay consistent Um, because if you don't stay consistent, if you don't keep trying and keep pushing, um, not to say with one person in particular, but just in general, your idea might not be, for that person it might be for somebody else it might be there might be an opportunity down the line where it actually works and it's actually better than you could have ever imagined so i think it's important to not settle and it's important to explore your options if you have them and just be curious and lean into your curiosity more about things that you want to get to know and things that you want to do um, because those are where the ideas and the opportunities flourish is you leaning into things that you want to know more about um, or you don't see. And I think that's just the direction that it has to go. There's things that we know that we want to see in our world. And it's like, instead of expecting and waiting for it to, for someone to do it, how about we just be it? How about we just go and, and that's easier said than done for sure. And it takes a lot of work, but you have to be willing to, go against the grain and be different when people are going to have opinions of you because it doesn't matter what they think. You just have to stand strong in who you are and know that you're not for everybody and no one's going to live your life for you. You got to do it for you. No, 
100 uh, yeah exactly you know <laughs> finding that person that is for you is that, that thing and that's one of the things that, exactly and that's one of the things that i've started to find a little bit difficult because working with a company right you might have a conversation with one person and they're like oh this guy's my guy this girl's yeah. my girl you know, I love it. Then you're like, all right, I'm going to loop up my team. And then that teammate comes in and you're like, okay. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. It's a chapter. It's like you're starting at level one. There's a lot of levels to this. And I think that's where people get discouraged. And that's why it's important for you to have a team as well. And explore those options because there's definitely things that you as a brand for yourself shouldn't have to face um there's just some things that are uncomfortable like you know what your worth is um but you're not gonna go and you could but i prefer to have my worth translated with somebody in front of me to know that like i have that person in between to allow me to not have a personal um situation with the person on the other end if things don't go as planned does that make sense you know i think it's like it just creates a safer and healthier environment for all parties having just somebody that represents you yeah no yeah it's very important so is that one of the processes so you will reach out to someone then just like pass it off to management is that kind of like the flow usually that kind of is you know we really try and brainstorm as a as a team first and make sure that we are aligned with what the brand is about and I think you have to align if your messaging is different than somebody else's or a, a different person's you're not gonna it's not gonna mesh well so you just have to be very cautious about the certain things that you want to involve yourself with because it might not be for you um, Most of. but yes the, the the plan really goes through me I have my team but I really love being immersed in that process as well um that's what allows me personally to have unique partnerships with brands and have those relationships is me being on the forefront and when it's time to really come together and solidify something that's when we come in as a team and they take action do you ever feel like man if instagram goes down if tiktok goes down like you, those are like the two main platforms, right? TikTok and Instagram. Does it ever mm-hmm. feel like a dependence? Because you know that's like the, your, the main drivers of the business right now. You know, and sometimes that happens to me. Like I, I do digital marketing, and Facebook ads is my thing. So if Facebook goes down, I'm like, all right, time to find Twitter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. does it ever feel like um, a bit of a dependence for you? On, on do you ever consider, all right, I'm trying to take my audience off of Instagram, off of TikTok, into another platform that I can own because I want to have full control? Right. How does that play, play with you? I think it is definitely a thing. I definitely have been discouraged in the past because we don't own these platforms. We don't own anything to do with them. We are just active users on them, and it's just a space where... Mm-hmm my property exists and it sucks that I don't have full rights to my stuff, but I am utilizing and leveraging the opportunity of it being shared to people who may not have seen it. If I was just trying to do it uniquely. Um, but I think the important thing is to, the important thing is to just be, very cautious with your relationship with the internet if you're finding yourself being super dependent and reliant on it that's when you're going to fall into the trap of what it is that it does it wants you to be in it at all times it wants you to be posting in it at all times they want your content to be digestible and easy for people to digest so that your content can be seen and can be propelled forward but you just have to remember that you're doing this for you first and people may not see it people may not like it people might might not fuck with it but you're not for everybody and that's just what you're going to have to do when you are growing and evolving as a creator is that you are going to be tapping and breaking out of the shell that people get to know you for and there's going to be people that come and go and you know 
the numbers are so important and they're also not important at all. Like I, I really try and not pay attention to the number side of things because that's when you can really start to lose yourself. Um, and it's has nothing to do with you. It's just the way that the algorithm, algorithms run. And it's just the way that these systems are built. They're built to just get the things that are gravitating towards people and are hitting it quick and bring that right up to the top. So just be consistent and Mm -hmm. do your best. It's changed a lot. And that's the thing is that we may not know what it's going to look like in five years from now and it might be gone, but you have to be preparing yourself for that. Um, What are you going to do when it's gone? And are you going to be happy when it's gone? And if you're not going to be happy when it's gone, you've got some work to do out here. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And you lead to something that I always say, you know, your business is not your self-worth, you know, and your numbers aren't your self-worth either. And being an influencer, man, I know it must be even like 10 times that because you post one thing and and it flops, you're like, What's going on? Am I falling off? What's like there's so much like that could happen, you know? And even still, we're not even doing you full justice because you're much more than just an influencer, you know. You're a creative, you do um music videos, TV shows, content overall, you know. Um what has been your approach to um working with other forms of content outside of the internet, you know, because dancing doesn't doesn't stop at the internet. There's so much more to it, right? Yeah. Um, and what advice could you give to a content creator that's working outside of the internet in other forms of content? You just have to be, like I said earlier, you have to be willing to go against the grain. You have to be willing to be different and be your on a you're unapologetically yourself because that's what sets you apart from everybody else is your uniqueness, your individuality. And that is something that no one else can replicate. Um, And for me, dance is my thing. It's something that makes me happy and it makes a lot of other people happy as well. But at the same time, I have to be mindful that like this is sorry I totally went went off and my thought just vanished but it's gone <laughs> my thought <laughs> it's about that is gone happens man we know we it's all good trust me it happens to me all the time I don't be looking at me like bro are you good uh, you good <laughs> no. I've you seen it I'm like yo shut up doc shut up <laughs> no but yeah it's like you just have to be yourself and just be willing to try new things and explore and be curious and you're going to try a lot of things out and that's what it should be about you just wanting to be better and be a better version of yourself not for anybody else but for your for you um, word you know um you know um i don't know if you listen to this podcast um the friend zone um yeah cool. i heard it yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's, it's a dope show shout out to um the the whole um Hey friend, hey Dustin and um, um, Asante. They had a quote that I never forget, and it was from Francesca. She said, um, "Just because it's different for me doesn't mean that it's not for me." You know, and I was like, "Huh?" Like I never really thought about that. I really changed my thing because a lot of times you get, you know, in this in this feedback loop of what we think is for us because of what we've been told is for us. You know, right. versus actually trying to um, seek what we can deliver on overall versus just, you know, what we've seen ourselves deliver on. So I think that kind of, you know, goes with that, you know, for, for the, for the uh, content creator out there, what were some of the the hires that you first did, you know, once that those brand deals started popping in and all right, I need to get the business right. Have you been able to, how big is your team? Is it just you and management? Like walk us through the setup. Yeah. Right now it's just me and management. And this Damn, journey, it's crazy. been all me. I'm directing, producing, editing, lighting, staging, all of my stuff. And whether it's wow. more intimate at home um, or outside of the internet, I'm I'm really playing a big part in the huge in the in the mass development process of what the project is. Um, 
but that's what I've loved doing. I've loved being immersed in that and loved um, all the aspects of what it means to put a show together and all of the gears and all of the people that are part of that process. And mm-hmm. I will definitely probably be expanding my team in the future when it comes to exploring the creative endeavors that I've got going on and looking towards for my future. But um, yeah, it's been a really interesting, introspective ride of creating. No, I bet, I bet. And you're working towards wrapping up here. Um, You know, you were definitely on the path of becoming like a one-person, million-dollar business. You know, we always have this conversation of a few of them. You know, there's uh, uh, Adblock, uh, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. full-time digital marketers. And you're kind of at that stage where you could become a a one-person, million-dollar corporation. When I say that, how does that make you feel? I'm very proud because... You know, it's rare for people to feel like that they can make a living off of their dreams and their passions, and it's possible, and you can mm-hmm. do it. It's just going to take a lot of work and dedication. You have to be really, you have to surrender to it. You have to be willing to accept that this journey is yours, and you're willing to ride it, whether you crash and burn and you get up again and you keep going it happens to all of us and my ride hasn't been all rainbows and butterflies it's been really challenging and I've faced a lot of huge shifts in my life that have really taken me into a place that I never thought I would be but it's about being resilient and it's about being resilient in yourself and knowing that whatever it is that you're going through you will be able to get past it at one point or another it's just you have to really take care of yourself and just be just be cautious with yourself and gentle because there's no one else that can nurture you but you could you give us an example of one of those challenging times yeah i mean it whether it's me being young and figuring out who i am or just family things that happen in your life and losing people that you love it's all a part of the process and it's all a part of the cycle um but you have to know that that's a part of your development and your growth as well is that you are going to lose things on this ride especially on the road to your dreams and what you love um but that shouldn't discourage you that should motivate you to know that you've got to be 100 percent standing behind yourself um at all times yeah and that that's the tough part because you're the business and a human yeah and you can lose somebody and then you gotta call the next day and say hey the bus is about to take off what you about to do yeah you know <laughs> we're about and to you're on a contract sh- and you have no choice and you gotta go and it's happened exactly it's, it's really shitty and you never have malicious intent when it comes to those things and when those experiences happen it's not personal it's not personal at all it's just the way that it has to go um but it's rare it doesn't happen all the time but you just have to be like you said earlier you just have to be like keep being you no that's a fact that's a fact so as we work towards wrapping up, you know, where can people find you um, and where can they get in touch? Actually, I'll take a step back before that last question. What do you look forward to in the future? What are some of the creative endeavors? Are you looking towards the NFT space to create <laughs> dancing art? What are some of the things you're looking forward to in the future? Well, there's definitely something coming up really soon within the next couple of weeks that I can't wait to share. So stay tuned for that. Um, can, definitely can you have a hint so so we can be like yeah he was hinting at this dance for sure it, it's something that I'm super proud of okay um, but yeah you're just gonna have to see it cause it's still in the works but okay yeah um, you can you. find me at Instagram Dante.Kali and TikTok Dante.Kali. Um those are my main channels don't really have anything else that I'm really active on but um, possibly soon 
Amazing. Oh, anything else you want to ask before we get out of here? No, man. Dante, just keep doing you. Keep uh, killing it. It's very inspiring to see your oh. growth um, over these past like couple of years. But you've been putting in the work your whole life, and you know you're you're reaping what you've been Thank sowing. You. So I'm excited to see how things progress. I appreciate for you. you. We're in this together, guys. We're always go, going out together, and I'm proud of you guys too. Yeah, we're you building. Guys keep man. doing your thing too, and keep sharing your story and your voices. It's so important and it's so special um, and needed. 1,000%. Hey, if you're that kid that's trying to get into dance, trying to get into content creation, and you're from Toronto, Scarborough, Canada, and somewhere down south, and you're like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. Yo, keep going. Yes, you feel me? Please. Mm-hmm. We need you. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up the podcast. The hustle is what you can control. So control your grind and control your life. I'm Alex. And I'm Owen. And I'm Dante. Hey. <laughs> bang, bang. And Thank that's you guys the show, so much. y'all. Peace. Peace. Out. Thank you so much for listening. The conversation continues on our Instagram at 247Hustler. We post very frequently. And be sure to check out our merch at hustleovereverything.co. We have some amazing sweaters, hats, mugs, and a lot more. Lastly, our Proud to Pay program is linked in the description below. Thank you so much for your support. Talk to you next Monday. Peace.